0: just like that, we are back with yet another episode of the podcast.
1: It literally feels like we've done the last podcast not so long ago, and we're back again for another one. We're on a roll, aren't we?
0: Absolutely, Rewan. And you know what? All thanks to Simply Amazing Podcasts that we get to interact with such esteemed industry leaders.
1: That's a great segue, Raksha. Speaking of esteemed industry leaders, joining us today is our very own Senior Director of SAP AI, that is, Artificial Intelligence Technology, Rahul Lodhe.
0: He has over 20 years of industry experience and been with SAP for more than 17 years. Currently, he is responsible for AI platform, which helps realizing and scaling the AI and ML use cases for various industries and line of business. He has extensive experience in design, development, and product management of enterprise software products. His field of expertise lies in domains like analytics, business intelligence, machine learning, and AI.
1: Now, before I welcome him, I take immense pride to say that he's my manager. Welcome to Simply Amazing Podcast, Rahul. I have been following uh, uh,
2: your podcast and it simply gives a lot of perspective and, and learning what's happening around uh, SAP. I, I feel it's a really good initiative.
0: It's amazing to know, Rahul. So, how has your work from home experience been so far?
2: Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> I mean, um, it, 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 it works on, a, on a two ways. One is that um, I have never been able to spend so much time with my kids and family. I have yeah, two toddlers running around in the house and... Um, uh, you can imagine uh, the working from home demands uh, some amount of privacy, which which sometimes to get. So many times they pop in the call and video call and say hi, hello, hey guys, what's up. <laughs> so it, it, it's been a quite uh, a quite good journey from that point of view. Um, I, I mean, it's also taking uh, some amount of toll on the the way the working hours is, is a little lengthy. We are trying to find the balance out of it, but I think the positive note is that I could able to spend much more time that I've never spent for many years that I thought of spending with my kids and family together. So uh, I think that way I would balance. But I'm also, as, as most of you, really looking
1: forward back to the office. Totally, um, we just can't <laughs> wait to go back to office, as you said, totally relate to all the things. <laughs> We're all literally surrounded by, you know, smartphones, smart watches, smart TVs, smart everything that can even do the most basic of things like turning the lights on and off. How exciting is this future that's filled with AI and ML?
0: Revan, by now I very well know how these terms get you super excited. So Rahul, as you can clearly see, artificial intelligence and machine learning have been hot buzzwords in 2020. How do you see the growing role of these two technologies in the context of emerging trends? And and also, we hear a lot about responsible AI, right? Could you shed light on that as well?
2: Uh, Amazingly, <laughs> uh, I mean, the way uh, the technology has been changing, especially on on the AI side, uh, there are clearly a couple of trends that uh, that I see is, is emerging in 2020, and, and they have been defining... Uh, the way uh, technology uh, works so um, uh, so also I, i'm sure that basic AI that everyone is aware about um, but w- what i would like to touch upon is that what is pre- typically changed in 2020 and, and some of the game changer or the area of focus that we see been emerging uh, some of taking the advantage also as a pandemic So, first and foremost maybe predictive uh, predictive is the is the heart of, of of the ai right without prediction or learning data we're not able to achieve uh something very meaningful uh, but what used to happen in the past was we always say if i have to predict something for uh, a month or or a weeks i need to have 3 years of data what has changed during the pandemic and, and it's really put us across in the situations where um in very short amount of data that 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 we had with us and we had to predict something uh, you know uh, also for a short period of time but for example the logistics right we never heard about that uh, the masks and sanitizers and PPE kit and all those things were coming so much demand that becomes a priority and then the the supply chain around moving uh, for for those items and giving the warehouses where they can be manufactured what has been changed for that make all those prediction of of a short data which was available that's something which uh, which makes us change in our algorithm way the way we define or the way we understood AI can only be work on the very historic data. Uh, of multiple years so we really had to work with couple of months data blend with the or other things available with us and and predict what, what we could do best and these algorithms were not maybe i would say say super uh, uh, efficient but they were accurate enough to give at least 80% of accuracy to to make shift the, uh, the arrangement at so it somewhere uh, got us to the you know a data scientists and um, and the engineers to really work on such kind of algorithm which can give us a, a, a a good prediction, the the shorter sample size of it. Same thing happened when we were talking about the prediction of how the spread of the virus would happen, uh, because when if you see that point of time, we just had what happened in Wuhan. We just know something about COVID. We had a huge amount of data which happened from a different viruses, but we don't know how this industry been changing. So in healthcare as well, they have been analyzing for few data available uh, of, of the covid and something that that's something which which uh, which got into the uh, uh making our prediction and beta availability and how the spread of disease would happen that that something could be take place Maybe one of the project that distinctly that uh, you mentioned about we were involved also where we also tried to work on kind of combination of data but whatever we have of a one month two months data available we plan to predict for at least for another month of situations and unfortunately those were working fine so some of the myth has been has been broken here and as well uh, i think that that's where the technology trend has been changed another important topic that i see is the interaction right so um, nowadays uh, the way we work with the system uh, is, is is getting changed? I mean, humankind has been defining many many new innovations and, and inventions as such. Uh, but I believe uh, the, whatever you call, either we are becoming more lazy or, or we are becoming more uh, uh, more smarter. Uh, that defines that uh, how the next generation of AI going to evolve also. So now earlier we were transformed. and this is all transformation happening in the conversational AI space. Is just been last, I would say, to eight to, to nine, uh, nine months, of it is been improving. Uh, third area is definitely the, the robotic process automation. Uh, I think this has been an area where a uh, lot of uh, work been happening. SAV in been pointing that if you follow it, we have a very good offering. Our S4 HANA uh, Cloud Edition has almost tried to uh, compete with all uh, all the different market players and, and providing, uh, adding the RPAs into the uh, heart of the system. And uh, uh, I think th- this this field also been progressing uh, a pretty faster pace. Another term that that coined during twenty twenty is more on the uh, the data uh, data access enabling the um, ABQD. Yeah, so this this is, is is about making the the data accessible uh, because we always has as as good as we have our data available, we always making the decisions smarter. Uh, uh, and the data access has been always been a challenge. Uh, we see still the data, huge amount of data is lies into the, the mainframe systems. They have been now moved to IDPMS. Uh, the tool to extract the data has to be changed over the period of time. At the same time, uh, the availability of data has to become easy. So we have data coming now from the cloud. We have data coming from the uh, your on-premise system. Uh, you have data coming from online streaming, social media. And this data has to be accessible at 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 certain time, uh, in the, in a certain format, in order to make the, the good sense of it. And there has been a lot of research happening in this area of how I can smartly make this data available at 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 the, you know, um, at the lesser price and and at at the speed as well, which can be make the AI more more smarter because the AI can be only based on the good amount of data that that he can he can curate. So a lot, a lot of work work happens on this part. The how the AI can be misused as well, right? Because it's been biased. Uh, it's been only fitted with the data that you are giving to uh, uh, the AI system, and it predicts or, or provides you result only based on that. If uh, when we develop an AI system, if you are not taking care of biases, uh, uh, it would it would definitely over a period of time retraining happens, and it it could bias as per data we are feeding. So. It, the AI is, is, is a system. It doesn't have its own emotions. It can't think like a like a human. It it can very easily manipulate to the uh, uh, to the biases in, in in some cases and also misuse in a in a different uh, direction. Uh, most of the times when you get to see this, um, let's say the, the the next feature which is available into your. Uh, YouTube or or even your Google and uh, and many of applications when you type something and and you get to see and then next 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 videos get get driven out of it. They have been running with with, with immense algorithms behind it to uh, uh, to give you something uh, in particular direction. So, uh, but but at the same time, uh, I mean there has to be when when you write such kind of algorithm. You had to ensure that uh, you know you are touching upon on, on the on the right uh, uh, right bias algorithms uh, or or the over the period of time it should not become the the biases. So a simple example is that when you are looking the resume matching uh, kind of algorithm you are writing, if obviously in some cases for a particular role you are going to get more male resumes than female. In some roles you get more female resumes than, than the male. But how you take care of the biases um, in your algorithm where though it's a, let's say Executive assistant role, you should get the proper resume, secretary role. You should get a proper resume, developer role. You should get so the the, uh, the gender doesn't should not become a bias inside that. So that's something which which very uh, uh, you know uh, important aspects which we bring there. A lot of work happening in this side. I think last year there has been many papers, many conferences. Even I was uh, honored to be part of one of government of India's. Um, uh, document review of a responsible AI uh, where there's idea is to bring the co- committee and uh, how do should uh, the government organization would be monitored around it and the private organization should also be uh, um, be work upon that to to manage this uh, this governance of the uh, the AI systems and and that's where uh, you know a lot of uh, advances happening uh, in this area yep i mean that's that's uh, the, that's I feel the ai is is going forward and we'll go into here lot more on this direction.
1: That was awesome and it gave us all a lot of perspective. Undoubtedly, AI is an integral part of our lives now and also in the future. But Rahul, when it comes to developing things for the future that's closest to humans, there's a lot of hits and misses, right? You gave us a few instances of these yourselves. Uh, And I recently came across a Gartner research statistic which stated that only about 53% of the AI projects successfully make it from prototype to full production. Could you throw some light on this statement considering the work that SAP is carrying out in this domain? Definitely,
2: uh, Revad. It's a great um, uh, question uh, in order to understand uh, how we are, uh, uh, how we are making the progress in in the AI side. Before that, uh, we had to understand that you know why there is been a uh, less um, success rate for the AI projects. Uh, the first thing is that uh, there are many industries which are uh, having the sitting on the huge amount of data, but they are not able to realize the. Real potential of uh, of their data, maybe because of many issues as they are not able to access the data, uh, as such. And we touch upon that uh, data the, the, the data access uh, uh, progression that happened last year. I think that that should improvise that situation as well. The other challenge is that the the have been uh, there uh, and they they have been had the many silos operation happening within their organizations. So these operations are typically happen in the finance. Uh, there, uh, there has been some operation uh, independently silo happening in the uh, sales, HR, uh, their manufacturing uh, part of it. Uh, because there are many tools and and zoo of the tools uh, they have and, and then they they don't talk to each other and that's another challenge of not getting uh, very successful when data access uh, is is restricted or the systems show that kind of complexity uh, uh, complexity to be uh, bringing in. Um, there has also been a uh, lot of issues with the compliance and the and the data protection and privacy and governance of the data. Uh, company lose a lot of money on the litigations that happen because of. Been the private data been uh, uh, been published or um, unauthorized people have the access to the data. What what is important is that, uh, that someone has to start thinking when they start building actually uh, 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 the, actually the experimentation for AI. It has to be thought process should come from an enterprise there. So what is the enterprise AI? So enterprise AI is basically to be. Not only look at silo way of how what Excel sheet that you get as a data scientist and build a good school solution, but your thought process has to be, I would make the data, make it available, and I would productize it. So you're you're always the experimentation has to be uh, has to be driven by some business processes, which has to be uh, go back into the some uh, outcome, which could be either analytics or RPA's, or it could be uh, driven for the. A particular purpose of the solving business problem or, or, or the part of business process and for that we have to start working from the data stream itself so uh, you should have first your pipeline has been made uh, very well where either you're getting data from your on the your on-prem system your um, the, the stream system uh, or you're getting data from your cloud social media all this data has to be bring to the platform which is a scalable platform in sap we have uh, let's say product for data intelligence or data hub that we have where you could able to bring this platform together and, and data uh, aspects, which gives you the scalable pipeline uh, um, the reference to it. Then you have to more go for orchestration of a data, build the agile data preparation, go to the machine learning, and then the deep learning uh, kind of activities. And After that, uh, you would build up the, the scalability of the model, because your model is, uh, once you deploy, they also has to be scaled out. Let's say you're making for one division has to be scaled out to the multiple monitoring of the performance, refinement, um, the replacement, uh, and the retire of the model, the whole life cycle of model, and then the connectivity of what your experimentation coming out that has to connect back to the, your, your business processes, analytics, or conversational AI. That's the way the full circle has to be that uh, 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 to bring it there. And what we are working on in SAP to make the concept of the AI factory, uh, which could uh, address these other problems in the holistic way to work the data pain and and provide you the scalable AI infrastructure to, uh, uh, to realize the use cases.
0: Wow, that indeed was very interesting to know about Rahul. I was in fact wondering that there's so much that we at SAP do that sometimes even the employees do not end up knowing.
1: That's exactly where we step in to educate them, don't we?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, that's something that I wanted our listeners to know too. Well, Rahul, can you talk a little more about SAP's AI factory and how are your teams in India aligned on this topic to drive the larger narrative for partners and customers? And yeah, for the listeners interested in AI and ML, is there a way they could get engaged or adopt this platform?
2: Yeah, excellent. I mean, uh, that's where um, uh, my team uh, in India and, and, and our work starts. So we are... Uh, in India, building the very core piece of the AI factory of around the the AI tooling um, and lifecycle management perspective, recently we have a release in a couple of days. that's an internal release uh, for the uh, something we called as the AI cockpit and, and the AI core uh, functionality, which would be available for the uh, internal consumption. Uh, overall, the the AI factory narrative is is based on to uh, support the. The first, first priority for us is to uh, make uh, SAP uh, the AI uh, the AI uh, followed or, or I would say the AI enabled applications. So all the applications that we have within the SAP, we need to infuse the AI uh, 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 in a way that it can be uh, you know uh, run very seamlessly. Uh, right. So today every organization has their own strategy of of doing the AI or adopting the AI. We want to see that how that can be uh, can be embedded uh, and how that can be easily adoptable. In order to have that, we need to have basically different layers. The first layer is what we call as the uh, as the AI foundation, and that's where most of our, our team works on the AI foundation layer, where you basically provide. So uh, we have a have a good amount of model available. You have your training data, but how does this, this training and serving happens um, on that layer, which is kind of provide the scalable infrastructure to run your algorithms uh, and also maintain the lifecycle of, of your algorithm, ensuring that there's a privacy and security in place and also the explainability uh, of uh, uh, of your model, where uh, you could check these biases and and ensure that you know uh, your uh, your experiment running at, at the right place. Uh, and we also have uh, tools like AutoML, which can also work for a uh, citizen data scientist who just want to bring the data and, and work on, on top of it. After that, we also provide some amount of the AI core technologies that we call, so it's kind of a services, uh, which is maybe the uh, the knowledge graph or we have uh, the, the NLP service. Um, uh, we also look at for the voice recognition part to it. Uh, and and as well as tech recognition kind of service, there are some kind of the uh, the services translation services are are available which can be used as a service. But it's again agnostic to the to the hyperscaler. So uh, if you are using the particular good service from hyperscaler, still you are able to bring your you know uh, model to the to the uh, foundation and. Uh, and serve it here uh, to integrated landscape. And in the top, the AI embedded application, which is more important that how we are embedding these uh, the, these two technologies of our AI platform and bringing that uh, uh, to the embedding into the either your any lobby applications that uh, uh, um, uh, that we bring up there or we have the business processes that you wanted to infuse with the uh, with the AI technologies. So this is where we, we would like to bring up the uh, the important part of the AI factory. Uh, and my team is, is currently working on this topic. Our next mission is to enable uh, the internal stakeholders and in India, if, if any of the listeners if you have any cool AI ideas which you want to productize for for your Applications, uh, feel free to uh, bring it, uh, bring it to me, and also the Revant, uh, who is also part of podcast, uh, could be able to support you in uh, or guide you in how you can prioritize your idea. So we have data scientists, we have uh, digital engineers, uh, Python developers. They could also support you to uh, to make it this uh, this happen. And we're we'll already engaged with the most of the LOVs to uh, see how we can onboard them on the AI yeah, factory concept and and make them uh, enable. Wow, well,
0: hearing you talk. About this field more and more, Rahul, uh, future definitely looks interesting to me.
1: Totally. <laughs> now, Rahul, for the final question, being a thought leader for SAP Labs India on the topic of AI and ML, could you share some of the interesting work that you've been doing as a part of the various industry forums?
2: Yeah, i, I really um, uh, honored to be, uh, you know, Uh, have this opportunity to represent SAP uh, India in in, uh, some of that uh, forums and um, uh, I would say uh, uh, we did the first work with the uh, ISC, uh, Bangalore and uh, DiFR to build the, uh, the epidemic, uh, epidemic simulator, uh, we, which was which was quite good adopted by the government. Uh, also, we did the uh, I think I was part of a pandemic task force for uh, uh, NASCOM, uh, where we uh, has working with other uh, industry partner uh, build the uh, build kind of a solutions and and the data lake. Uh, for COVID, uh, which is operational um, and and been still been, been oper- operational and work with the of the state government, though it's not not much in the highlight as such. Uh, then uh, I was also part of the uh, the AI uh, step up module and base module, as well as we organized a couple of hackathon uh, along with uh, Justin. Uh, been also driving uh, the topics within Aayog. Uh, specifically on on the on the AI side. I was uh, volunteering for uh, ensuring that we do have a. Training program uh, and also making this uh, step-up model for the uh, for children in, in the schools and and it's really amazing to see that how the kids can able to pick up the AI and uh, they are they are coming up with cool ideas uh, That's something uh, which you know we're not even. Uh, thought in the past. So uh, to make the nation-building activities is is really meaningful. Uh, Also, we've been involved in some of the policy uh, reviews for India, AI stack, the data protection privacy policy from the AI front and also the responsible AI policy, which which has been recently uh, getting discussed uh, from the government uh, of India perspective. Um, So you're an amazing
1: leader indeed. Hey, that's why I was invited to the Simply Amazing part wasn't it? On that note, thank you so much rahul for joining us today we hope you've had a great time
0: and we thank you for tuning in to simply amazing podcast stay with us in this journey while we bring you all the inside news tricks and tales of innovation at our labs
1: and that's a wrap
0: stay tuned for the next one
1: bye. bye.